1: Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Let's dive right into our number two. Continuing some NBA conversations with the nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. I'm Austin Norman. Uh, as you heard big voice say, there it is. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Open today, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday through the weekend. Make sure you include Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul as part of your New Year's plans. All right, Strick, back to the NBA. We just got done talking about Aaron Gordon's uh, facial and shooting hand injuries thanks to a no thanks to a, a vicious dog of some sort. Not a whole lot of dog in the Detroit Pistons right now. Losers of 27 games in a row. The longest streak within a single season in NBA history. There's a lot going on there, but... The reason we have to add the caveat of the longest losing streak in a single season um, is because the the Trust the Process, Philadelphia 76ers, with uh, Sam Hinkie in charge of them, did lose 28 straight games across the 2014-15 and 2015-16 seasons, which was on purpose, right? They were tanking. They were kind of the architects of of that process. The team that, uh, that uh, Detroit just passed... One Philadelphia team, again, that, that pre-processed sort of team in 2013-14, lost 26 straight games. But then the team tied with them that lost 26 straight games was a team that lost LeBron James, the 2010-11 Cleveland Cavaliers. When LeBron makes that decision, Cleveland's kind of left floating out on, on an island, unsure of what to do or where to go. When you look at this Detroit team, streak, it's just plain bad. They don't have a plan to to tear it all down and build. This was their plan. They've done the whole tanking thing for a few years. Cade Cunningham's been solid, fine, but not elite. Hasn't necessarily been surrounded by a lot of successful other draft picks in Detroit. So not only are they not tanking, they didn't lose some generational you know, all-time superstar like Cleveland did to, to lose its 26 games in a row. This Pistons team is just bad, and there's no real explanation, like no simple explanation for it other than they're just not good.
2: Well, I think at worst that this this Pistons team was looking at Kate Cunningham to be similar to maybe, um, uh, you know, Devin Booker, you know, to, to be able to do the things that Devin Booker was able to do in Phoenix. Obviously, yeah. Devin Booker can't do it by itself. He needs help. He needs uh, a surrounding cast to do mm-hmm. so. But um, it's clear, like just for an example, there's there's some boneheaded situations and plays that happened in the last game that can kind of tell you where things are with this. Right. Uh, for example, when you look at uh, uh, Bogdanovich, right, he played defense as if he was a, <laughs> a stiff 50 year old playing at the rec center, <laughs> like Bach, like Bach <laughs> does. Right? And you have Jaden Ivey and then obviously Kate Cunningham. Uh, both of those individuals missed both free throws on trips to the line in the second half. Obviously, those are important free throws for that team. In a six-point game. In a six-point game, right? And then James Wiseman's just doing what James Wiseman does. He's playing the way that he plays. But here's where it gets to uh, a situation, right? So there's three different plays that happen where you can understand losing basketball and how this thing can snowball and why you end up losing a game like this. So, for example, um, you had uh it was um it was burks right alex burks he's he's going up uh the court on a fast break and he literally just tossed a pass at isaiah stewart's head and boop, it popped him upside the head now you'd much rather have him pop a three as opposed to popping his own player upside the head right mm-hmm. um and then then um he goes up the court in one situation And clanks, just literally clanks a a three-point shot, right? I'm sorry. No, forgive me. That's not the sequence. After that clanking on the head, it was a turnover. Mm. So then the Nets end up going up and down the court for a fast break. They toss it out for a three. He shoots the three. They miss it because of the lack of effort, right? Pathetic effort by the by the team of getting back getting in position and securing the rebound it was rebounded by the uh uh, brooklyn by brooklyn nets and boom that's that second three-pointer that i talked about Mm -hmm. it's not the first one it's the second one bang for three right that kills you especially in in the way that you lost the game so that's a five-point swing right there right right then you have a situation where your guy k cunningham is on fire literally i mean if If it was uh, an old video game, I mean, he was on fire. He is going to work. And he has 35 points and only finishes with 41. He has 35 and a half, only finishes with 41. Now, check this out. So they run a play. Monty Williams calls a play. Because he's so freaking hot, out of a timeout, Burks comes up and shoots up a contested three. Not even a good drive to the basket, kick out three, a contested three, clanks that, right? Took the play away from Kate Cunningham, the hot guy, which was drawn up by the coach. Mm -hmm. Doesn't happen. That's another play. Then lastly, this is is something that could be on the not top 10 (laughs) list. It it would be similar to like if they were playing the Globetrotters and the Generals, right? This Mm -hmm. is the kind of foolishness that was going on, right? He throws a pass off of ivy's head and into the same guy burks Mm -hmm. throws a pass off of ivy's head crucial time and it goes into the courtside seats with just a few (laughs) seconds remaining there you go so then you wonder and you ask the question why is this team so bad that's just that's just the freaking snippet of what's been going on and why you end up losing games consistently over a, a period of time
1: And that's just, you know, one out of 27. But I'm sure if you went through all these games, you could find a sequence like
2: that Yeah, uh,
1: from a guy that should be better. Alec Burks is not a superstar by any means, but he's a good, solid NBA role player who's been around the block that plenty of teams have trusted before, who, I don't know if he lost his way in Detroit, is trying to do more than he's capable of doing at the NBA level. I don't know, but that's an older guy that you don't expect to make those plays. If you told me it was Jaden Ivey, throwing a pass off of Isaiah Stewart's head or or throwing a pass off another teammate's head in the last possession, taking a contested three. Okay, he's still young, trying to make a name for himself, I'd buy that. Alec Burks making those mistakes is different, but you've seen Bogdanovich kind of fall off the map. You've seen Mm -hmm. Joe Harris go from being a great role player um, to a guy that I even forgot was completely on this roster. You see them lean into so many centers. Jalen Durant. Uh, Marvin Bagley is on this team. Isaiah Stewart should be a center. He's playing a lot of four. Um, you look at James Wiseman, who they they traded for from Golden State. The team construction doesn't make any sense really around Cade Cunningham, Strick, because I think Devin Booker is a good example of a guy that had to put up with a lot of mess down there in Phoenix for a long time, got rewarded with the the trip to the finals with, of course, the the coach of the Pistons, Monty Williams. But they built around Devin Booker and it all ended up being worth it. I think Cade Cunningham is in a Devin Booker position, but I think he's more of a Luka Doncic starter kit, right? He's 6'6", 220, can play the point, can play off the ball a little bit. I think Cade, you know, needs the ball in his hands even more because for all the centers that Detroit has, they have a lot of ball-dominant guards. Ivy's not a good shooter off the ball. Hayes not a great shooter. Burke's not known for it and they're not using Bogdanovich and Harris in those roles. So, To me, the model for Detroit to get out of this to some degree is built kind of like Dallas did around Luka, get a dominant, you know, rim rolling, rim protecting center, get some three and D wings around Cade. But then we have to ask the Monty Williams question. He took a lot of responsibility for the 27 game losing streak. He says if he's not able to snap the guys out of it by this point, it's got to be on him. I have a hard time pinning all of this on Monty Williams, who I thought was going to be a really good addition to that locker room. Would would get them in some sets. I thought he was a better hire than Ime Udoka was, but we see that paying immediate dividends down in Houston, where Monty Williams is the second highest paid coach in the NBA. You know, just not long off a Finals appearance in Phoenix, and not even he can make something out of nothing with this Detroit bunch.
2: Um. I'm going to throw this out here, but first and foremost, let me just get to Augie on the, uh, on the Soderhamen text line where he asked the question, do you guys think that Detroit is just pre-tanking for next year? Uh, I think they're just really bad. Uh, That second part of that, you answered the own, your own question. (laughs) It has nothing to do by pre-tanking. There's, there's nothing that uh, I believe that they would want to take, because I actually believe that they feel that they have the squad that they Thought they could do some things with a young squad, a good nucleus of young talent mm-hmm. put together and just build off of it from coaching for Monty Williams. They
1: they did try tanking again last year for Victor Wembanyama. didn't get him, right? I mean Cade Cunningham they drafted in twenty twenty one, I want to say. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Um he's made the all rookie team in twenty one twenty two. Um they they tanked for Cade Williams. Draft pick from last year was the uh A-Ausar Thompson. Who's super athletic but hasn't really done anything at the NBA level? They've tried the tanking thing, so I don't think they're they're pre tanking as good as I think. You know, like Cooper Flag is going to be, or I guess at the top of this year's, you can't really tank at the top of this year's draft. It's not nearly as strong. If you can't pre tank for for next year, Cooper Flag's good. I don't know if he's a, a no doubt number one. You know, sell your franchise for him type of guy by any means. So if Detroit is pre tanking now. I don't understand that. They should have been pre tanking a couple of years ago to try to up their odds for a guy like Wembin Yama.
2: Yeah. And and so I'm gonna throw this out because um playing against Monty Williams uh over the years, just kind of watching his demeanor. Um I don't know this for sure, but I could just only speculate from the outside. Monty Williams to me is not alpha. He's not he's not he doesn't have an alpha personality about him. Right. He's a go along to get along type of guy. He's 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 what some would say is a great player type of coach because, you know, he he'll listen and kind of just succumb to maybe a lot of the stuff that maybe the players want. It's it's tough to do that when you have a young group, right? Mm. You when you have a veteran crew, like for the most part, because here's what you can see. He's had, he's had that Phoenix squad, but nothing really came out of DeAndre Aiden. No, not right. for his whole tenure. Not really, no. no. Nothing really came. As far as the veterans were concerned, love him. But wasn't able to get anything out of a young talent. Here's where you go and now place him in a place with a bunch of young talent. Right? Mm-hmm. And now he's there in this position trying to coach a bunch of young guys up, raise the bar for them and not having that alpha mentality, still trying to be that go along to get along guy once it starts to cycle, you can't change it and turn into an alpha dog of demanding and wanting and and you know and making them take responsibility right mm-hmm. That's what I think is different between him and Yudoka. Yudoka with a with a young group but also a veteran group, was able to get the most out of his young guys. It helped to take them to another level as far as Mm -hmm. what was going on there. And you're also now starting to see it. So you can, you can just kind of measure and see, this is why I can only speculate. I I, I, look, like I said, we're not sitting in those, those meetings and in those film room sessions. We're not sitting in there, but I can only just look at just as you did the trends, and try to figure out why this situation is the way it is in Detroit.
1: Well let's get you out of speculation mode and take you back to where you mentioned in the happy hour crossover. The the losing streaks that you were a part of. Like you were successful in high school, you're successful in college. You know what winning basketball looks like. What was it like for you to be in those locker rooms? Who did you rely on, you know, as like veteran leadership as a younger player to to keep showing up to work and to to keep your head in it? Well, I didn't really
2: have that in Dallas early on because mm-hmm. those guys really weren't, weren't that, the, they were still kind of young and, and, you know, early year, year feisty mentalities and just wanted to do their own thing. I don't know if it was really even a focus on, on winning at that time. You can see that later in Jason kid, you got to see the la- the latter half of him was probably the better half of him. Right. Mm-hmm. He had a great career, but, um, you know, most of the situation there was just a bunch of young guys like me and Samaki Walker just kind of getting together and just trying to stay close to each other and <laughs> then hoping things would, would would change. But that new group, once that new group came and it was, you know, the Derek Harpers and the AC Greens, there's guys that you know, he you know, Derek Derek had went to conference finals with the Dallas Mavericks pre in prior years and playing in those great run New York Knicks teams where they battled the Chicago Bulls on a regular basis right so they they understood what it what it took and what what it required in practice and in and, and games and in and preparation and all of that so you had those type of guys in the locker room um, and then you add in guys that were young and hungry and wanted more or had chips on their shoulders or Steve Nash's your Michael Finley's and, and guys that wanted to be great. Then, then a young Dirk who just stayed in the gym and just all, you just knew he was going to be great. You had that. And so you could, you could see that there was a light at the end of the tunnel for that group. And it's just guys like that the AC greens and the Derek Harpers are the ones that can help you to uh, get through those, those rough and tumble times.
1: It doesn't seem like there's a guy like that on this Pistons roster right now. Otherwise, we think we would have heard of, you know, a a players only meeting, a closed door meeting led by, you know, one of those veterans, whether it's a Bogdanovich, whether it's a Joe Harris, heck, even like Cade Cunningham strike. I know he's still a young player in this league, but the fact that we haven't heard about, uh, again, don't know the young man, don't want to speak, speak ill of him, but you would think that if he was tired of the losing and he wanted to be in Detroit and figure it out there. Even in, in his youth, he would have called a meeting like that. You know, really tried to take that step to become a leader of the franchise. He hasn't done it. Does Detroit need to to blow it up and start over? Or do they just have to try to offload some of their young guys and bring in a, a tone setter veteran? Even if they they don't play much, just to try to get the, the locker room culture back on track.
2: Well, the sad thing in the landscape of today day is they, they run veterans out. Right. Because... You know they don't they don't keep veterans around. You know, like there are organizations that do, mm-hmm. like your Miamis and and the likes Denver. of Denver. Their mm-hmm. yeah. You know what I mean? They they keep them around because they they understand what veterans can do for a team, mm-hmm. right? But Detroit, for some reason, I I don't know. After Joe Dumars left, it just it just went to hell in a handbasket and I just don't know how they're going to recover. I don't know if it's the headship and usually it is the headship because I will say that our losing mentality at Dallas was definitely headship until Mm. Mark Cuban came, you know what I mean? And then changed this the way, that things were done and and it provided a better feeling in the locker room and and you know the the willingness to go out, but then the coach also was a piece of that. Don Nelson was one of the ones that just was the architect of that change so yeah man it's mm-hmm. it's just hard to say, but there's really no one there to to definitely do that. You would hope Kate Cunningham would do that, but he doesn't seem to me to have that that type of uh mentality in him. He's just a you know no nonsense go out and play type of guy.
1: I, I'm with you on that. Let's finish the segment with this on the text line here, Strike. It's from Doug. who said uh, he feels that the draft has become bad due to tanking. Uh, what if the teams has got a, a rookie salary cap and the lowest-performing teams have the biggest pool, the, the better-performing teams have the lowest pool, rookies would get to choose who they sign for uh, and it would make the organizations be under pressure to look organized and become appealing for rookies?
2: Now, I have to look deeper into that, but there has been a change to uh mitigate tanking the the NBA had did do something to address it I can't remember the exact well it's the draft lottery on.
1: where they have the the ping pong balls you get a certain number of you know ping pong balls and the teams 1 through 3 have the highest chance 5 through 8 have the the next chance and then 9 through 14 have the lowest chance at getting the number 1 pick
2: yeah and and and, and I know they addressed it I don't know to what way but I know that is a piece of it definitely the balls but um I, I like that. I just like innovative ways to keep teams honest and and open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I like ways to keep things like the all-star grant game interesting because we see that the pro bowl and, and the yeah. things like that have just all went to hell in a handbasket and just make it, just figure out ways to be creative in it, figure out ways to get those, those teams to get energized and get into the mix and want to uh, have success as opposed to tanking mm-hmm. because, um, it, a, it does a disservice to the game to me. I'm, I'm with you on that. You see why teams do
1: it, because it makes the most business sense to do it. But then some teams just refuse to get out of their own way and, and stop tanking. They're, they're hemorrhaging money, and it's kind of a, a stain on the league. I would love to use this time to transition into what Major League Baseball did and how that encouraged my beloved Kansas City Royals to go out and commit hundreds of millions of dollars here in free agency. But we got to take a break. Plenty of college football to talk about. we got some bowl games, and I think there's just an interesting little juxtaposition, a dichotomy, if you will, between the teams playing these bowl games. It seems like the four games today all have a team that wants to be there, that's excited, and a team that had more in its mind. They might be disappointed to be in the bowl game that's in. We'll run through those bowl matchups and then uh, make sure you stay tuned later in the week. Tomorrow, we will go through uh, tomorrow and Friday's bowl games. And then, of course, on Friday, we'll take a look at the New Year's six games, including the college football playoff. But today's bowl games, the juxtaposition, the, the change in mindset between the two teams and more next on the block.
3: You know how to book flights and hotels.